Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And uh, I guess for those of you not on our Patreon, this is your first episode back with us in over a month. So hi. What's Uh, up? How's it going? I'm in LA. Agnes is in New York. We're We're bi coastal. We're a podcast. We're about goop. And so much more. And. We're about goop and less so and less more, as the years go by. Actually, it's like, yeah, it is less about goop and more about just like wellness in general as the years go by. But, you know, it's still Wait, about no. goop at its heart. Yes, we do. Um, we do still look at goop every week, uh, regardless. Oh my God, there is a weird bug. It's a. It's not a cockroach, but it's like a beetle, and it's not. Thank God on my side of the window, but it's just crawling on the outside of the window. I would, I would kill myself. I saw. I was sitting at my desk, and a roly poly crawled across. Oh, those my are lap. cute, though. I jumped. I started screaming. There's a roach on me. There's a roach on me. Brian came running over. He couldn't find it. He was like, "You have finally cracked, <laughs> and you have like." reverse morgellons where like they're the bugs are outside and i was like i don't he didn't say that he would never say something that stupid i said that but um he was like okay there's nothing and then like 20 minutes later we found it and realized it was just a roly-poly and i was like i still am not touching it though He, he put it outside oh good you didn't you didn't smush it no we're an ant we don't kill roly polies in this house but i um also just i don't want to deal with it yeah i kill flies and i kill ants but other like there was a spider on my floor the other day and i just let it be i honestly didn't do anything because i checked to make sure it wasn't like a brown recluse um and then i didn't see any because the brown recluse is the one that has like doesn't have like a violin marker or some like i don't know but i do know that there's like the really poisonous ones that i'm always afraid of for for my little baby yeah um but this one didn't have any marks on it so it's probably still in my house somewhere who knows um there are like new york i it's not as bad now but like when i first got here new york was overrun with these really disgusting bugs that were like um they're kind of like cicadas and they had like brown wings and red on them somewhere and it was a truly disgusting infestation like you'd walk by the side of a building and it would just be covered in them and 
they 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 were like issuing PSAs that were like, do your part, step on the bugs. Oh, <laughs> so I, when you see them, you're like supposed to step on them. I saw people on before I, you know, got off Twitter. I definitely saw like New York people I knew talking about whatever bugs they were. And I was like, what is going on? What is happening in the city? Yeah, they were like, at first I was like, oh, okay. Cause we first saw them when we went for a walk in Central Park, I think. And we went into the ramble and we were like walking around the trees. And I was like, these trees are completely covered in these bugs. I just, but they, like, I couldn't tell. And we were like, okay, that's whatever. And we could hear them and they sounded like cicadas. And I was also in Chicago for like the big cicada. Like, I guess it's happened several times since then, but there's like a big like cicada thing. And I was like, I guess they get cicadas here too, whatever. They're disgusting, but it's fine. But then like, I started noticing them just everywhere and they would like land on you while you were walking down the street and they're big and they're really disgusting and it was awful and um, mm. it was so bad but and I still see them but it's not as bad as it was when it was really hot uh yeah the hot the heat in New York you'll I mean the rats will come out the bugs it's bad the rats the bugs the, thank god in heaven I haven't seen a cockroach in this fucking apartment mm. but the roaches in New York really are I think LA is really bad for roaches as well I think LA might be worse I think I never I never saw roaches I feel like if you have roaches in your apartment in New York that means there's like a really bad infestation and it's it's not good and then in LA I think it's just like normal sometimes like I don't think it like is necessarily indicative of anything particularly bad happening if you see a roach every once in a while yeah I think in LA they like come in from the street they just like crawl in or whatever but um i'm terrified of seeing a roach in here um what floor are you guys on third i guess it doesn't matter (laughs) i don't know but um i have seen roaches like i i definitely think i saw more see more roaches in la but i have seen roaches in new york that are like so fucking big like bigger than i like i saw a cockroach the other week that was the size of a like i think of a small bird it was like the size of like a robin Ugh. it was hideous and it was on the side of one of the most probably like the most expensive real estate like in the world yeah. it was like this amazing beautiful apartment on the upper east side we were like right by the park but they're everywhere well maybe that can be a good plot line for season three of and just like that Honestly, I feel like that's almost too dramatic. Too much would have to <laughs> too happen. Too high stakes. Like, you would have to see a cockroach. You'd have to like have an react to it. It would just be her like walking around and going like I don't know, going to Chase Veterinary Clinic or whatever. Uh, well, over in Santa Monica, there's something a Bruin. A roach. What is no. it? No. Uh, well some people might say no it's a it's they're doing um the goop wellness summit again first i think it's the first one in like the real one first real one since covid gwyneth and co are going to be in santa monica on november 11th um the general admission tickets start at twelve hundred dollars which seems like a fuck honestly like with twelve hundred dollars like 
that is just so much fucking money. And that's a month's rent for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That is, I mean, honestly, that is probably, that's three months of groceries. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, a, uh, one of the Bon Appetit receipt people. And then if that's you, you're, that's like one month of groceries. It's like a week. Yeah. Um. Oh, will you catch me up on the Bon Appetit? Recently? Oh yeah, no, 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 we'll get to it. No, I just want to say general admission, 1200 but there's a special deal. If you want to pay $3,500, you can get the weekender pass. Um, that means you get to go to both days. They put you up for two nights at Shutters on the Beach. Uh, that you is get a, nice. You get a welcome dinner in Santa Monica, a farewell brunch, and a credit with this company called Alto, which is like a luxury ride service. Uh that Gwyneth, I'm sure, is um, sponsoring. And then Verbo is sponsoring hospitality experiences, which I don't really understand because Gwyneth is so linked up with Airbnb. So I don't know. I guess she's um, dipping her maybe, toes into both waters. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the only like big goop news for the week. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a lot. Um, I did take a gander at jen gunter's twitter again tell me everything uh, she's gone completely off the wagon i was like honestly so, sort of proud of her last week when i saw that she was mostly just doing retweets and like only tweeting every once in a while but she's gone completely back to her usual manic twitter behavior good good for her um i mean i can't go through everything but let's see today she was mad i guess some random organization voted the opening line of the first Harry Potter book was the greatest first line in any book ever. And what so is it? I have no what? idea. I didn't, I don't even know what it is, but Jen Gunter was mad that JK Rowling won that. Then she tweeted yesterday. Because she's, because she's like a turf. I assume so. Yeah. Cause it, it must be because of that, because Jen Gunter definitely seems like the type that would be really into Harry Potter. So it must be because of her. She local... also seems like, no offense, but like, she seems like the type of person who would maybe not have the biggest problem with uh, J.K. Rowling. Well, I, I always think, and maybe that's my own prejudices, because Jen Gunter, as be, I don't know, she, age group, her sort of specialty profession. profession yeah, it, it seems like she would be a turd, but she really isn't. Like, I, I always, I always not hope, also because remember when she was like trying to sue that organization for, for oh it was like a turf organization in england that had that had the menopause manifesto yes. and she was really pissed at them but she you would think like most people if they were like mad at an organization like that would be like turfs took my idea or something like that but she didn't mention that at all she was just like this was mine i sort that of think she knows sort of where her bread is buttered and like doesn't want to i mean i i don't know it seems like maybe she doesn't want to alienate the turfs by being too sort of focused on trans issues yeah so I mean, she doesn't need to be she probably no, she doesn't need to do everything. focused on trans issues it's like no she knows her lane and she yeah. to it. that's fine um she also does a she did a she made a very snarky tweet yesterday saying oh there's a debate tonight as if she like hasn't been glued to MSNBC for the past six years. Yeah, I didn't even watch a single solitary second of that debate. Uh, I didn't either. Um, 
I mentioned to you off mic, but John and I went to a one woman show last night about a woman whose vagina is too tight to have sex. And so we did not see the debate. I ate sushi and gelato and I got on my couch and wrapped myself in a comforter and I rented the first five episodes of the adaptation of Stephen King's Mr. Mercedes. Oh (laughs) yeah. Is it good? Because you read the books. Yeah. I listened to the books on audio books. I fell asleep. And um, now I'm watching the TV show. It's the TV show is like um, <clears throat> also kind of, you know, the whole thing is kind of stupid. It's like an old man thing. Mm-hmm. I like but, those shows though. Um, it has that Irish actor who's in all the Martin McDonough movies. Oh, Brendan Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, he's like the star of it. So that's pretty good. And it also, uh, Lori, Laura, what's her name? Lori Green, Lori Green something. She, something Green. She's like that pretty, she's really pretty. She was in Parker, Mary Louise Parker. Okay. Lori Green. I was <laughs> I like, know, what? I don't know what, where that Mary came. Louise. Okay, Grandma. Yes, Mary Louise Parker from Weeds. Yeah. Uh, from the original Broadway production of Proof. I love her. She's great. And she's in it. So I like the, I like the actors. Uh, I'll put that on my list. I like only now I only watch like detective shows. That's the only thing I like to watch. Oh, well, then you probably like it. I'm I get, just I'm finished the new season of Dark Winds, the like AMC. It takes place in the 60s. It's like this uh, this sheriff on a Navajo reservation in like 1969. It's pretty good. Mm. What else? Um, oh, she signed, Jen Gunter signed a letter from the Authors Guild, an open letter calling on the generative AI leaders to compensate writers fairly for the use of copyrighted materials in their AI programs. And then she invited all of us to sign as well. Uh, it's an anti-AI thing? Anti, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-AI. Oh, and then the big news with her, which I didn't see until it was too late to listen, but she was on... A very popular podcast that's not ours. She was on um, Zach Braff's podcast. Really? Yep. My gynecologist with Dr. Jen Gunter. Oh, because you know what? The the podcast, I guess I didn't obviously never listen to this podcast. It's him and the other guy from Scrubs. And the podcast is called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. So I think... Maybe oh, the I point see. of the podcast is they have like doctors on every week because they're fake doctors. I have no idea. I just don't have time. No, no one does. For it, but that's fine for them. Let's see. What else is new? Um, there was not much happening with Gwyneth. Oh, I did come across a Guardian. Was it Guardian? or Daily Mail, one of those ones, um, that was a big profile of the Gwyneth Paltrow's body double from Shallow Hal. And Wow, that's really interesting. It was like, so the, the headline is, I wanted to be small and not seen. How Shallow Hal almost broke Gwyneth Paltrow's body double. Um, Wait, but was her body double was fat, right? Yes, yes. So it says when Paltrow put on a fat suit for the Farrelly Brothers blockbuster, an unknown acting student was hired as her body double. Two years later, Ivy Snitzer was starving to death. 
So they profile this woman, Ivy Snitzer, who now is in her 40s. But like back then, she was an acting student in L.A. She was fat. Uh, she was uh, an aspiring actor and, and comedy writer. Um, and she got cast as Gwyneth Paltrow's body double. And she was really excited at first uh, because at the time she thought, oh, this is actually really positive. I mean, this is how far we've come. This was this was a positive representation of fat people just because she like had a personality and was like confident and smart. The point of the movie is that like she even though it's like nothing but jokes about fat people that are like very like heartless and cruel. The point of it is that she had like inner beauty and that was like it was like a very like I mean, the movie is shallow, but that was the like moral of it. Yeah, it was very much uh, a product of its time. And she has nothing bad to say about the Farrelly's or about Jack Black or even about Gwyneth Paltrow, who said she was very friendly and said that um, she would always like compliment her acting skills. Uh, but then, I mean, so so the article is talking about how much she struggled after shooting this movie, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. Basically what happened was she um, ended up getting like a gastric bypass surgery, which had really bad complications and like the, the lap band or whatever slipped and like fucked her up. And so she wasn't able to like, um, she wasn't able to like absorb any nutrients and she could barely eat. And she got like way too skin, just way too thin. It, it sounded awful, but it's more just sort of like a warning against maybe getting these, um, these surgeries. And then, and then I guess her mother died suddenly. So it's just like a, a bunch of things. Now she's out of the industry. She's like an insurance salesman or something. Wow. Bleak. Bleak, but it, it seems like it has a happy ending. She, uh, you know, went through cycles of of eating disorders and horrible stuff. But now she seems like she's at a healthy weight. She has a husband and kid. And she still, though, has complications from the surgery. She's not. She says she's not able to, like, eat and drink at the same time. Wow. I, I, yeah, I think those surgeries, I think the surgeries have come kind of a long way too, though. Since, yeah, probably. I mean, I remember like the first time I ever heard of it was Carney Wilson. It's also just kind of weird because I, I, I don't know, but it seems like with actors, like, I mean, I can understand not wanting to be fat because of whatever complications it causes you to have in your life and to not want that. But um, people are always like with actors, you know, there's this, you know, pressure to be thin and to be whatever conventionally attractive in whatever way. But like the world always has and always will need like fat actors. And I would think if she came to Hollywood with the intention of being a writer and an actor, knowing herself in that way that she would just fit, you know, play into that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's what sort of the, the article gets at is like, she was relatively okay with her size and confident and on this like good path and then society, I mean, also, I mean, we don't really know her like health history or whatever, but I guess people told her like, if you don't do this surgery, you're not going to live to be 40. And so she's, she feels like she was pressured into doing the surgery. Uh, and then the, the, I mean, she all, you know, I think anyone probably who grows up fat because of a 
combination of like internal and external pressures of societal, you know, prejudice plus health issues, plus whatever, you're going to have like a complicated relationship to your body, but it seems like it got, you know, worse because of the surgery, not better. And But did it get worse because of the movie or that had nothing to do with it? Well, th- that's, what's interesting is like it, the article makes it seem like she became this big star. Like she said, she got all this like hate from certain people being like you know you're a fat pig you want to you're gonna die blah 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 and then she also got like these weird stalker people who are like you know you're beautiful i'm like sending you random notes but i mean maybe that's true she was i i mean whatever it's so weird i i wonder at the time if there was like if she did have like publicity like here's gwyneth paltrow's body double because usually you just don't hear about the body doubles at all but maybe and she was invited to the premiere so there's pictures of her at the premiere and stuff so maybe there was like a thing like i don't really remember but like maybe it was like oh you know gwyneth paltrow is like a thin actor but here we did hire like you know a person of you know the appropriate size to be her body double i have no idea no there definitely like she... that was not in consideration at all when that movie came out i just don't know how like anyone would but even it know could have been, yeah was. like this was the real fat person who was in the movie like as kind of like I'm sure there were some like stunty kind of jokey yeah. pictures of them side by side or something. Oh, like that. probably. Ugh, God. Anyway, she seems to be doing better now. And I don't know why this article was published in 2023, but it was. And it was the first thing that came up when I did a Google news search for Gwyneth Paltrow. So what was it in? It was in The Guardian, not The Daily Mail, The Guardian. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, all right, receipt, or do you have any other exciting stuff to talk about? I have nothing exciting. Oh, I mean, I got my first Hungry Root. So for those who are oh, not yeah. Patreons, I resubscribed to Hungry Root. Um, you know, I moved to New York. Groceries are more complicated in general. Um, my eating habits have not been great. I wanted something that was like going to be delivered, not be super expensive and be relatively healthy and also be really easy to like assemble. So I don't have to spend too much time in my kitchen, which is small and hard to use. So for those things, I kind of feel like hungry root is the best is pretty good for that. Like if that, if you have like those specific needs, I think that hungry root is a good option. Um, so I got like a couple of bags of bagged salad a little bag of doll, like one of those, like, you know, those bags that it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And a little frozen, not frozen, like a little margarita pizza that you bake in the oven, refrigerated and some almond butter, just some shit. I don't know. And it's been good. The salad was good. The um, pizza was good. I don't think I have had anything else but tonight i'm probably gonna try the um saffron rice and butter chicken i'm gonna let you know how that goes that's just like a microwave thing Mm -hmm. how so do you but you have to like augment it with obviously other stuff during the week it's not like your whole groceries for the week right it is pretty much my whole groceries well i already had stuff for like smoothies and whatever but i never do so basically like every day i think i'm gonna make breakfast and then i never have time and i always just like get a coffee on my way to school um or have a coffee. like i just don't really eat until like later and then i think okay i'm not gonna buy anything but then i'll be down there and that's just kind of like what's happening so i'll like get a salad or something 
and then like last night we went out so it's like i eat out a lot yeah yeah um and so like the few times a week that i eat at home <laughs> it is basically all i have except yeah. for like i made a smoothie bowl be- this morning and um that was not hungry root stuff that was just stuff that i already had which was like almond milk and frozen fruits but you're you're busy you're on the go you don't need a full you know a full pantry all the time it just well it i i couldn't if i wanted to like the kitchen is too small i can't is it i mean it's smaller than what you're used to but like there's a full stove oven refrigerator like it's a it's a normal kitchen you could cook if you had the time right yeah it's just yeah i could cook it's small there is like basically no counter space yeah i mean that's just like um it's just like not really like um i just think it's easier to have stuff that's kind of just like throw it together with like very minimal like chopping mixing stuff like that yeah uh oh i forgot i uh did I, say, I don't think I talked about this last week. I went to the dentist, a new dentist. Thank God. I have like a new dentist, not my horrible old dentist. Oh my um, and he diagnosed me with bulbous teeth. What the fuck does that mean? It means that my teeth are really big. Um, but like, so like the they're big, but then they, before it gets to the root, like my gum line, they get a lot thinner and smaller. And so... I have more space in between my teeth and gums than normal people do. And that's why I've been having I've, my whole life. I'd had, I've, I've never had a cavity. I keep really good, you know, care of my teeth. I have good oral hygiene, but I always have like tons of plaque and stuff. And he said, it's because you just get like food stuck in between your teeth more than most people, because there's like this, these big spaces. So he told me to get a, it's called a proxibot proxy brush it's like those little you know those like little brushes that you just like you know what i mean like what you use to clean a straw yes yeah pretty much i mean they're but they're four teeth it's like these tiny tiny little yeah, brushes i think i know anyway yeah i got those i've been using those twice a day plus flossing once a day plus obviously brushing my teeth two to three times wow, a day that's a lot of oral it's, hygiene. it's like taking up so much time but um I'm getting another deep cleaning next month and then hopefully because he's like you're too young because I was just I'm just like afraid that all my teeth are gonna fall out yeah uh and he's like you're too young to have this problem and I said nice thank you always good to hear (laughs) so anyway that was that was my big um you know medical experience this week and then yeah I'm getting my uh double flu slash COVID booster this afternoon then I got blood work and go to my hematologist next week. It's just a cavalcade of doctor's appointments. Yeah, I have. Um, I have. Um, well, self-diagnosed long COVID, obviously. Sure. Is all long COVID self-diagnosed? I know. I mean, I think they don't know if there is one thing that causes long COVID or if it's like a group of unrelated symptoms, but I don't think anyone's denying that like it exists or like that. It's, you know, it's not like psychosomatic, like it, it does exist. Because I, for the second time since the last time I had COVID, I've had COVID twice for the second time since the last time got sick 
And again, it should have just been like a normal ass thing. And I was fucked up. I had a fever. I was like hacking. I couldn't breathe. I had to go to the urgent care. They had to put me on an inhaler. They gave me an inhaler. They gave me like medicated cough syrup. They swabbed me. They tested me for everything. Um, like RSV and COVID and flu and all of this fucking shit. And I tested positive for a cold. It was a fucking cold, but I was like, I missed four days of classes. I was so sick. And it was just a cold. That's scary. I wonder, I mean, I don't know. Maybe part of it is like you're in a new environment with like different viruses than you're used to. I don't to. think so because this also happened in LA. Really? The last time I got was I had to, that time I had, I do think doctors in New York are better than in LA um, oh, just from my that. limited experience. But um, at Kaiser, I had like a telemedicine appointment and the guy was like, yeah, this keeps happening for my patients that have um, been sick. I'm going to, that have had COVID. So I'm going to give you these coughing pills. And they were like these little pearl pills that you take if you cough a lot. And I just had to take those. It's like, I've always, I've never had to like go to the doctor and get special medicine for a cold before but now yeah. every time I get a cold it's like I can't breathe I have to go I have to get like special like extra strength prescription medication I need to have an inhaler it's like all this fucking stuff I mean isn't that long COVID like how could that not be long COVID? it's just since I had COVID last time uh I mean it has to be yeah it seems like too much of a coincidence it's uh, weird right I mean it like sucks. it's never happened before it's something that they're gonna be figuring out probably for the rest of our lives and I bet you We'll never get answers. I know. But at least you know now to like be prepared, I guess. I don't know if that's any small consolation. I mean, I do know people who just like wear masks all the time now who are like, I just can't get sick again. Yeah. But like, how much do those masks really help, to be honest? I don't know. I don't need to spread any conspiracy theories on the main feed. Yeah. We'll save it for the Patreon. I have to get a, I need to get the flu shot and the COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah it's better to just do it get it over with i mean especially like because for me i mean knock on wood like the two times i've had covid i haven't had any lasting symptoms and like a flu for me is worse than my at least my experience with covid yeah so, oh that's the other thing when i had covid it wasn't that bad it's just well, the, the the lasting effects it wasn't i wasn't that sick though with it yeah people say like it doesn't really have anything to do with um how sick you are at the time whether you develop the long covid symptoms afterwards it's it's just a total crapshoot it's so yeah. it's so scary yeah <laughs> i need oh, no. to go find some Don't sort of doctor who can help me uh oh i forgot i actually took wait did i i'm sorry i'm my brain is going um and i have probably early stage alzheimer's but i don't remember if i said this last week i took myself off of all my statins yeah you did mention that that's i did okay i swear to god my leg which i haven't really talked about that much on the pod but i've talked about a little i've had like leg pains for the better part of a year and it it would get a little bit better if i took advil like if i made a point to like stretch every day it would get a little better but then it would just go back to the pain and i would it would go back and forth and it seemed like to be sort of it wasn't getting worse but it wasn't really getting better anyway it's the fucking statin. My leg is 90 after one week. It's like 95% better. Wow. It, it, it is a hundred percent the statin. Uh, and so I'm staying off of it. I am, you know, I switched to the non-fat yogurt. I, this is the really hard one for me. I switched to fucking low fat cheese. Wild. 
but I would rather have low fat cheese than pain in my legs. Of course. I haven't talked to my doctor about it yet. I'll I'll see what he says, but I think my cholesterol wasn't like that high. It was mostly because like my family had like my grandpa, you know, Jewish grandpa had a heart attack in his 50s. I think it was more like family history than that my actual cholesterol level. So I think I think it's probably better for me to not be on a statin as of now. We'll see. But yeah. Well, I support you in whatever you do. I just hope that it's safe and your doctor is okay. I'll see what he says. I mean, I mean, if 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 he's like, oh, you're gonna have a heart attack unless you go back on the statin. I, you know, obviously go back on the statin. But as of right now, I, I, it's not worth it to like have this constant ache in my leg. Anyway, yeah. Um. Right. Wow, that is so intense. That's it's such weird, a and, and it was so. I'm off the statin. I just, I feel like that's like. It's so old and Jewish. I, it's like really, it's really sad. The whole, my my whole body is falling apart. And it's funny. I was one of those people that like, I never really had any health problems. Yeah. Now you have so and many. Now it's like, I have this like parade of things. It's so crazy. Well, but I guess that's what happens when you get older. It just seemed to like happen all at once for me. But not even that old. I'm not that old. I do, and I do feel very blessed and lucky. Um, and I say this is really cheesy, but like every time, every morning when I take my little um, immunotherapy drug for my CML, I in my head I sing um, the Celine Dion song, "I'm Alive," <laughs> and that helps me feel better. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking lucky. I would literally kill myself if you had like terminal cancer oh my god (laughs) no but like it is so lucky that it's like i it's crazy i mean it would be like so bad if it was like a few years ago and it's like so manageable it's so lucky it was it's like it's only like 20 years that they've had this drug um i was watching the that supermodel documentary on um Apple, you know, it's like Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, and Linda Evangelista. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cindy Crawford's brother, I don't think it was the exact same type of leukemia I have, but like he died of childhood leukemia. And so oh she's God. done a lot of work for like research and stuff. And like, and I couldn't, I couldn't find exactly what type he had, but she said in the documentary, like the type of leukemia he had is is not a death sentence anymore. And I don't think it's this because I, I don't think the type that I have manifests itself in childhood as much. That's so probably different. But like, I guess there are like several types of leukemia that are not because um, it's such a scary word. It's just like sounds really bad. But I guess now nowadays, like it's a lot of the different types are treatable. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I hate cancer so much. It's... Yeah, I know. After God, what you went through with Brian, it's like crazy. Everybody's everybody's got yeah. their little fucking story, don't they? Anyway. Um. All right. Let's change the subject to the receipt oh my god how exciting oh my god please fill me because i didn't get to read it and i wanted uh this was a good one i was i was like i was enjoying this one um fire it up okay we have a 20 year old college student how a 20 year old college student eats on 15 dollars an hour in providence rhode island uh it doesn't say but i think he goes to brown um the only other i was like maybe he goes to RISD, but he has like friends 
that are like business majors. So I don't think if he went to RISD, I think you would know. You would know, but not Brown. I mean, Brown seems like the type of school that people would brag about. I mean, maybe you're not. I just like because like he would be like an artsy. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Um, as a student newspaper editor, he eats pizza and fries while working late nights, endures dining hall salads, and makes penne alla vodka for his friends. Uh pronouns he him his. Full-time students studying English and American studies. Good luck to him. Um, interning at a publishing company, he says, in a desperate attempt to be hireable following graduation. So at least he's self-aware. Yeah. Uh, 20 years old, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, he works, you know, minimum wage jobs part-time while he's a student. So he's worked at Dunkin' Donuts, uh, publishing houses, and now he works at the writing center at his college. Uh, he makes about $500 every two weeks because he only works like 18 hours a week. Um, that's a lot. 18 hours a week? For a student? Yeah, I think that's kind of a lot. Yeah, I feel like it would be a lot. I'm trying to think. I guess my senior year of co- I didn't really have a job until my senior year of college. And then, then I think I probably worked. Yeah, probably about 15 hours. I don't know. I didn't have a job all through college, but... um now whenever i think about it i'm like i would do like 10 hours max yeah yeah it's i mean i know people i mean i also went to like a stupidly expensive college but like um i knew people that had i mean they had to or they wouldn't be able to go to it go to college yeah uh no no savings he does he does have a credit card he says he has he is able to pay it off but then later he says he's his he's using his credit card too much and ruining his credit score and i feel like you don't ruin your credit score or no maybe you do ruin your credit score if you pay it off every month i have no idea well if you i think if you like max it out every month it's bad it's like if well i think it'll well your credit score like changes all the time it's yeah but i don't think you're supposed to like carry too high of a balance or like i don't think you're supposed to like it's like the utilization. It's like if you use all of it. Mm. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Uh, all right, rent five hundred eighty-five dollars a month, which sounds great, but he lives with seven other people in a house um, that's falling apart. He says that the upstairs hallway is haunted. Um, you can't turn off the oven, which sounds bad. That sounds really bad. Yeah. Plus the windows don't open. So this is like a fire hazard. Yeah. He needs to get out. Uh, But there's a balcony and two refrigerators. Um, Pretty low cost of living. $85 for utilities. Only $24 for streaming services. Uh, And then he spends $200 for the week on food, which is, I feel like that's a lot for a a single college student. Like, I just don't think there's any way you could ever spend less than that. If you're good. Yeah. If you're like, cause he's like you, I think as you know, you're also a college student. He's, he's I, bopping around. He's not cooking. He's good. He's it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like $107 restaurants and then $93 groceries. It's a lot. It's, but I that's it's like what lot. I spend. I think it's a Probably. lot for a 20 year old, but again, I went to college 20 years ago. So what do I know? Well, when I was in college, um I when I was in college I was definitely spending a lot less than that but I was also like I never went grocery shopping though and I would just like 
go to caribou and get like a big like white chocolate mocha and then just like eat like some we would get like pizza or something yeah yeah i mean that's he he says he grocery shops like once every several weeks and then he has a deal with his all of his housemates that they each cook dinner like one night a week so there's always like leftovers in the fridge which sounds like Just I guess way it, more than anything I was getting up to at that time in my life. Yeah. I mean, I think my experience was a little weird because I, except for my freshman year, which where I lived in like a, you know, very traditional dorm room and only went to like the dining hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kitchens in my dorms. So like, I don't think I cooked a lot until I had my own apartment, but I definitely, I feel like I went to the grocery store like at least every other week or something. I don't, I don't really remember though. I had a kitchen in my dorm, my second year. I lived in the dorms for two years. The first year I had like a meal plan. The second year I had a kitchen in the dorm, but even then I liked it. Oh, you know what? That was when I invented my weird recipes where I had a Boca burger with Munster cheese and hummus. That was my meal number one. And then the other one was I invented these like Hawaiian sandwiches that were just like ham and cheese on King's Hawaiian bread and I would grill it in the George Foreman grill that sounds great I would eat that today it was so good um those were my things and then occasionally if I had a lot of money I would go to this bar down the street from my house and get like a thing of buffalo wings and eat them in my dorm room Mm. that was what I ate uh yeah I I lived in Chinatown my sophomore and junior year so I was just eating shit tons of like dumplings yeah you were eating better than me for sure i was eating like buffalo wings from the Chicago <laughs> sports bar but they were it was fine um all right so this guy we have i mean it's a call he's a college kid so a ton of bagels a ton of pizza as you know we all did um i Monday- still do. i eat a bagel i eat i think i eat four bagels a week and four chocolate chip cookies a week <laughs> <laughs> do you have like one specific bagel order or does it switch up Mm, I guess it sort of switches up but I'm kind of like a purist I don't really ever get anything too crazy like like if we go to like Russ and Daughters or something obviously then I'll get with like locks but if I go just to like my regular place I usually just get a plain or sometimes everything bagel with plain cream cheese or just with butter that's it I'm a very simple person. Because a lot of those bagel places in New York have like, you know, 40 different types of cream cheese. It's like so insane. It doesn't interest me. I always like the crazy. I My favorite, if I was hung over, well, other than like I would get a bacon, egg and cheese sometimes, but then my my like sweet breakfast, bagel breakfast when I was hung over would be cinnamon raisin toasted with strawberry cream cheese. Yeah, I just kind of get a plain bagel with regular cream cheese. Um, and our friend here at the receipt, from his Monday morning bagel, he gets plain bagel with egg, avocado, and hot sauce from... That bagel. sounds disgusting to me. I don't like egg with avocado. Like, I don't like hot stuff touching an avocado. I don't like avocado and egg either. I don't like I don't like avocado in my breakfast much, burritos. Much. I definitely don't like avocado in a bagel when I'm having eggs. I agree. I totally agree. Because the, the textures had... are too similar. And then the temperatures are messed up. And you hot avocado is like disgusting. It's really gross. If I had avocado on a bagel, I would want to like smash it up and make like avocado toast. On For it. sure. But I wouldn't want it like with an egg. Definitely no egg. 
Maybe uh, bacon. I could probably do some bacon on it. Oh yeah. I mean, av- actually that sounds good. Avo- just avocado and bacon and hot like sauce. Like a BLT no with avocado mm. on it is pretty good. God, I miss at just those New York delis going to the grill. Sometimes I would just get regular bacon, egg and cheese, but my favorite thing would be sometimes to get a BLT on just like white bread with double bacon. And it would just be, oh, and a fried egg. So fried egg, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo with hot sauce. That sounds good. It's really good. <laughs> I, um, I've actually had really bad experiences so far with the bacon egg and cheeses. Interesting. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure the quality has gone down since. I usually get no bacon. I usually just get egg and cheese. Egg and cheese. Yeah. I mean, I did too. I was like a vegetarian all through college, so I didn't really get a true bacon, egg, and cheese till I was about 21. It's not because I'm a vegetarian. It's just because the bacon is always like burned and it kind of tastes like shit. Yeah. Um, he's a bit, this guy's big into regular Coke. So he gets a bottle of Coca-Cola 310 for a bottle of Coke. That seems pricey to me. Yeah. Uh, then for dinner Monday, oh, he, he can't cook. He doesn't cook, but he knows one recipe and it's penne alla vodka with mushrooms. So he makes that, um, and that's his like big thing for the week that he shares with his housemates. It's just uh penne, tomato paste, heavy cream, yellow onion, mushrooms, garlic, and then he makes like uh bread on the side. And then, oh, this is the biggest college thing ever. His roommate brews cocktails in a Brita filter. God, I'm so glad I'm not that age anymore. But I remember at the time, like people would be like, oh, you just buy like the cheapest vodka and then filter it through the Brita and then it would taste like Grey Goose or whatever. It's like their version of decanting. Exactly. Okay. So their cocktail, this sounds so disgusting. And yet I would be so into it if I was 20. Yeah. Uh, Deep Eddie's lemonade vodka with high noon seltzers which also have alcohol in them so he's adding the alcoholic seltzer to the vodka and then cranberry juice and pink lemonade honestly actually that sounds really good (laughs) sounds good to me um i do kind of like that deep eddie i was when i was younger i did really like deep eddie like ruby grapefruit or whatever totally um those were good but it's all a little sweet for me now yeah i could have i mean back then i just remember doing i mean not even that complicated it would just be like a giant sugar-free red bull with like a pint of vodka i was i drank a lot oh me too two 40s of old english taped to your hands no i did not do it taped to my hands i was not an animal Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then he's going to a par- These people, they don't sleep. They go out so late. So he's going to a party at 1030. Insane. I just, I remember also like that used to be normal to me. I know. Like, <laughs> leaving your house at 10 PM was like, that's what time you left. And now it's like, if I'm I like the idea of leaving my house past nine is like insane. <laughs> it's like certifiable. Yeah. Uh, and then he eats mint chip ice cream sandwiches that his roommate, he keeps stealing his roommate's um, ice cream sandwiches, which is really funny. Like four, it's like such a good like callback, like four times during the week, he like has another ice cream sandwich. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, uh, I guess I should buy my roommate some more ice cream sandwiches. Oh my God. He's got a runner and a button. Yeah. He's, really, he's a writer. He's, he's a writer. Yeah. Um, 1130. He's drinking like, his first 
I mean, this is after all the vodka. He's drinking beer. Oh, sounds so gross. Anyway. And then he gets before beer, you're in the clear. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 8.52 a.m. the next morning. Um, And then here we go. The big reveal. He's getting breakfast with his boyfriend. He's gay, guys. (laughs) He's gay. He's gay. It's exciting. Um, It recontextualizes everything for me to know that he's gay. It makes you like him more. It makes yeah, it makes me root for him. Okay. Um, so then he has scrambled eggs, home fries, veg. These Gen Zers, there's nothing they like more than a fucking veggie sausage, an impossible burger. They live on that shit. I love Gen Z now, by the way. I like. I think there's well because now I'm like in school. They're like my peers, oh, right? <laughs> and they're like so cute, and they're like. I hate Paul Thomas Anderson. And I'm like, Whoa. yeah, me too. But I don't. I love Paul Thomas <laughs> Why Anderson. Why do they hate like, Paul Thomas him, Anderson? Girl. Because of the age gap in no, the they, not even. They just hate, I don't know. They just hate him. I guess that would be like us being like, I hate like John Ford. <laughs> <laughs> John Ford. It would be like us being like, I hate um, I don't know, like BW Griffin. John Cassavetes or something. Yeah, yeah but uh, which but which we didn't. We love no, I, I guess. I, yeah, I feel like when we were like this, there was never even like, oh, I we, hate like, Scorsese revered. or like anything, right? We revered like the older generations, yeah. like auteurs and like critically acclaimed works. We did not shit on them and like want to like tear it down and build our own thing. Um, we were like had so much respect for that. And I still mm-hmm. do, but they just are different. It's Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he loves because he loves the idea of the artificial flavoring in the veggie sausage. It says there's always there's something so artificial about their flavor, not a hint of vegetables at all. And they're always cooked. So this is from his dining hall. They're always cooked so dry. It's almost a fun challenge trying to bite into the patties. I deeply relate to that, like loving something that tastes objectively horrible. Yeah, it's like the way that I love Gaia cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> because it tastes like. Like a pizza made with diet cheese tastes the way I imagine like a, a Costco pizza should taste. It doesn't really, but that's like, yeah, it's like the vibe that I think I'm getting if I get like a vegan diet cheese pizza. Ooh. Uh, I'm actually enjoying my, I mean, it's not vegan, but my uh, Finlandia 50% less fat Swiss cheese that I got at Costco. It's like, I'm, oh. I think I'm a convert of low fat cheese. Oh yeah. Low fat. I eat low fat. I've, you know, I've been eating low yeah. fat stuff, but also, um, I do like to get the Sargento Ultra Thin. It's not low fat, but it's just less of it. It's less thin, yeah. Because these ones are like thick slices and it's only like 50 calories. I'm like, I'm sold. Yeah. Then you break from work. So he's doing TikTok. He's doing Instagram reels. Um, Another mint chocolate chip ice cream from his roommate. Um, Does not go grocery shopping. Let's see what else. Oh, his. Oh, this would be the worst for me is. I wouldn't mind like cooking once a week for all my roommates, but I would not want to eat my, my other roommates food. You know what I mean? Cause they're probably not very good cooks since they're all like college kids. Yeah. So the roommate tonight does chana masala, cauliflower curry and golden rice. No. And I can just tell that it would be bad. That's I just it. imagine all of this shit sitting in a big fucking pot in a filthy refrigerator. Yep. And just these kids like scooping it out and like microwaving it. Did you hear the kid died from not this kid, but another kid died from eating room temperature rice that he left on the counter too long. And that was like, got, it got like horrible food poisoning and died. Didn't I tell you that? Oh, maybe. 
There was a story about this guy that died from. No, I think I read it in like a article. It was like chicken salad or something. But then it turned out that like, because they were like, it had been sitting out for like an hour. And I was like, oh my God. But then it turned out it had actually been sitting out for like a week. Yeah. The the guy, the rice guy, apparently it had been sitting out for five days on the counter, which is I mean, insane. that's a really long time. Um, all right. That night he goes, his favorite, he's from New Jersey. So he's pretty snobby about pizza. And the only pizza he likes in Providence is from a place called Pizza Pyre. Um, and here, this is his, such a Gen Z order. Buffalo chicken pizza, hold the chicken. <laughs> You know, they're like contrarians, you know, they're just yeah. natural contrarians. I love it. They're innovators and they're artists. That's the thing. Totally. They're the artists. And they're like the, you know, the thing of like the warrior, the hero, the artist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he's not, he's not a vegetarian. He just has a bad memory of eating like chicken sandwiches as a kid. And he just doesn't like chicken. I just can't. They're just, chill. he's just young. Yeah. We'll go um, out of whatever bullshit thing this blah, is. Blah, blah, blah. Another Coke. And then he was saying he loves regular Coke. His friend's addicted to Diet Coke. He sips from her bottle. He does not like the Diet Coke. Uh, Wednesday. Here's a total non-Gen Z breakfast that he does. Strawberry Activia. I love it. Um, because it was left over from some orientation training he went to. Um, but he says, I can already feel my body revolting against the dairy. I don't believe that one activity is going to give you diarrhea, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, then leftover buffalo pizza, a third mint chip ice cream sandwich. Okay. And then that night he does the dining hall. Um, he was disappointed they did not have impossible burgers. So he's just making a salad and he says he doesn't really eat vegetables that often. And his salad is not very good. Okay. Um, but then... Oh, yeah. And then another friend likes Coke Zero. Again, he's not impressed. Thursday, we have bagel number two. This time, it's just everything bagel with cream cheese, untoasted. And then that's, my, that's, that's yours. That's yeah. My order, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, and then he gets sushi that day. And he's like, during the pandemic. So he was a freshman during like the height of the pandemic. And um, because of the like, remember like all that great unemployment money we all got? Oh, yeah. It was like I was getting like $1,600 a week or something. Insane. Yeah, that was like there was like a windfall. They were like, it was so, so cool. Money. Uh, but this guy, I guess even college students were getting it. So he was, he said, my freshman year, he was just like ordering sushi every day. <laughs> and now he's, um, he's hearkening back to that simpler time. He gets a California roll, an avocado cucumber, and then a Boston roll. Do you know what a Boston roll is? No, it's probably, it sounds like some like special thing at the place that he went to. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh, then more pizza. Um, then more, then McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's with his boyfriend. He just gets two orders of fries and a Coke. That's again, very Gen Z. I think a lot of the stuff that we're like, it's so Gen Z. It's just like, it's like something like a young person. A young person. Like, I don't think it's like their generation likes it. It's just like kids are weird and like they have their little idiosyncrasies that they haven't quite grown out of and they're just like still sort of like that yeah 
I don't think I've ever been to McDonald's and just ordered fries. But I definitely have ordered all manner of bizarre things, trying to seem cute or trying to whatever. <laughs> get a fucking you know a Big Mac with no meat on it. Or, oh sure, sure. You know stuff like that. Burger King used to have um garden burgers as their veggie burger. It was so. I good. remember those days. Uh, then he's watching. He does a binge watch with his roommates of Jersey Shore and Desperate Housewives. And I guess it's like that's like retro and like he's they're probably watching it ironically, like we watched, I don't know, the honeymooners or whatever. Oh yeah. I remember those days of those in college sitting around <laughs> ironically watching the honeymooners. Uh and then of course their newspaper has a Barbie themed happy hour. I would that's the one thing about this generation. I don't think I could handle all the Barbie stuff. I guess that's just this summer. Well, that's but it also seems not like... this generation either. That's just because like there was a Barbie movie. It's too much. And our generation is just as if not more into it. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Uh, then we get Shake. He loves. He doesn't order burgers except for Shake Shack, which is so random because I feel. I mean, Shake Shack's fine, but I'm like, that's not the one burger I would have. I like Shake Shack though. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, a Mexican restaurant, but he orders more French fries and mozzarella sticks. I mean, there's obviously a, a Providence, Rhode Island Mexican restaurant. Um, oh, because he's going to a happy hour for hours afterwards, and he says, I can't afford the devastation that nachos or a burrito bowl would ha- bring to my bowels. I think that's... So he just, like, really has issues with Harry. I think so, yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's go through the rest of this a little quicker. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. We got pretzels. We got another bagel. This time he gets a vegan dream, which is cashew spread, cucumbers, carrots, avocado, jalapenos, and onions. He's not a fan. He and his boyfriend share a Pop-Tart. Um, he makes like instant ramen and he puts eggs on it. Oh, and he, he's obsessed with kimchi. He puts like kimchi on everything. Um, housemate makes angel hair with tomatoes and kale Ugh, all these communities God, sound so gross um more pizza this one with goat cheese he's not a fan that sounds pretty good to me though i like goat cheese pizza yeah uh, oh he goes to a party and he's ravenous and he just eats watermelon slices rind and all i hate that i i'm i don't like him anymore i don't think i've ever I've ne- I, well, I can say that for sure. A hundred percent. I have never eaten a watermelon rind. That is some uh, attention seeking behavior. Mm, absolutely. Well, he's a 20 year old gay guy who's going to an Ivy league school and he's an English major. I mean, come on. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to, I don't want to, I'm not going to even do you the favor of discussing you eating watermelon rind. <laughs> watermelon rind. The conversation's over. He's so <laughs> like, quirky. I'm not doing it. All right, Sunday, we finally go grocery shopping. Sourdough bread, Burzon cheese, heavy cream, obviously for his weekly penne alla vodka, eggs, salami. Okay, here are the two things that really make me relate to him. He gets his Dr. Prager's California veggie burgers. I'm a huge fan. And then he gets corn fake chicken nuggets. I like I, those corn nuggets. I love I like the I get the big patties, the the big but the nuggets I'm sure are great too, but I love corn is my favorite. It's just made of fungus. I love it so much. Yeah. It has like a, a interesting flavor and they really, I think it tastes the most like chicken. I, I think so. Them. Yeah. I think. Um, then his housemate. It's not vegan though. It's not vegan. It's not vegan. Yeah. It has some sort of dairy in it, I guess. And then apparently also like one out of 10 people are like severely allergic to it. Well, I know I'm not one of those, so I'm in the clear. Me too. His housemates. His housemate opens a fresh jar of pickles. And then here's another very youthful thing that he says. Last year, I was absolutely obsessed with pickles and went through a phase of just drinking straight pickle juice. But I'm convinced that all that extra sodium caused my first panic attack. Um, And then he says, this isn't medically supported at all. Just my personal experience. I believe him. There's only so much I can take of it. It's cute to a point. Uh, Annie's white mac and cheese, um, then vegan mac and cheese. Then finally he gets his impossible burger and fries. Um, and then, oh, underneath the fries, there's a random mozzarella stick. Lucky and, him. And that's how the weekends. Cool. I have to write one of these. You should. But I don't want 38 year old college hard. student. <laughs> Making zero dollars. No, Brian, that was kind of shitty the way you said that. No, I'm I'm sorry. Thirty-eight year old college student. Okay, whatever. No, it's great. 
you should write one and it could be about your transition to New York life. Well, it's all just like a very, it's always just like a list of like what you ate. I just don't want to have to like actually confront myself with like how much money I actually spend. I know it's, that is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we going to move on to the Let's newsletters? The Let's do it. All right. What was your best of the week? I like the wellness editor, like day in the life. Oh yeah. It kind of reminded me of back home in LA. It just seemed like, you know, it just seemed like a nice little day. There's this woman, she wakes up at 6.45 a.m. She goes and she works out in her little fucking outfit. She has her leftovers at 8 a.m., which is, you know, whatever. She uses all manner of goop beauty products on herself and goes and gets a fucking coffee. Um, you know, she's just kind of like bopping around, wearing her athleisure, drinking her coffee, doing yoga. <laughs> like, then she goes to a shoppy shop and called Kevin So. Oh, no, that's the chiropractor. What's the shop? It, oh, Lady and Larder, of course. Oh, is that in L.A. or New it's York? A sandwich, her sandwich obsession. Wait, which one was this in? I don't know that I read it. I don't know. It was just in Goop. Okay. And um, um it was... Lady and Larder is on Pico and it looks, I don't know. They just have like wine candles and apparently like a sandwich that she likes. So um, cowgirl creamery, triple cream, habanero, apricot jam. Oh, that sounds good. Nectarines and arugula on a Clark street baguette. And then she goes and like <laughs> meditates at like a pottery place. There's a concept that comes from Zen Buddhism, the beginner's mind. You ditch expectations and approach even the most routine parts of your life with openness and eagerness as if they're new to you. Um, it's a mindfulness practice all its own. I had this idea to start this wheel ceramics class and discover that I'm a natural talent at pottery, which is not the case. So she's like doing pottery. I don't really understand like what her life is about. It seems like it's just about doing yoga. Oh, I see. Sandwiches and doing going to pottery class. I did like, miss this one. This is this. I missed this in the newsletter. This is Kelly Martin. This is someone who works for Goop. Well, she doesn't seem to be doing that much work, but I guess is this a Saturday or something? I it's Don't, a day off. This is yeah. how she spends her day off. Okay. <laughs> so it's not, yeah, it's not just a morning routine. It's like a whole whole day off routine. It's I mean, like her it's like, whole day. Wh wh wait, here's a question. Why is everyone into pottery all of a sudden? Is it, this is like a- Are they? A, I feel like I've talked to a few people recently who they're just randomly like, oh yeah, I do pottery. And I was like, what? I guess people like pottery. I guess people do it. Um, oh, I see. She's also reading some Otessa Mosfeck book. Yeah, who, which I, you'll never catch me doing that. You hate her. I mean, I just didn't like one book of her, so yeah. I'm not going to progress. Um, and that's her day. I mean, sounds pretty nice. It sounds like a nice day, too. See, my day off is just spent, like, cradling myself in a comforter and, like, drinking coffee and then getting on here and talking to you. That's basically it. I mean, that sounds equally as enticing. 
I mean, uh, I certainly, I sure shit was not up walking around going to yoga and pottery and all this. She does. She meets up with a couple girls from Goop after for after work mochi. Enjoy. I wouldn't like go specifically for mochi. It seems like well, mochi. I don't understand. Mochi is usually like, like was it like just plain, just like a hunk of it? I mean, it says it's a new place in Santa Monica called Mochi Doki. I tried a bunch of flavors, and while they're making a oh, they do one with it says sweet cream mochi topped with blini and caviar. She says mango. I guess it's like instead of like crumb fresh. Yeah, usually mochi. I either yeah, it looks on their website. It looks like it's just like ice cream wrapped in mochi. Right. Um, and then she goes to a pizza place called Gisalo. I've I, these Santa Monica places. I just don't. I, I know no it's like a whole them. other world out Completely. there. It is. I mean, it's like a completely different city. It's like I would. There's just no reason for me to. I mean, I don't know. I just don't go to Santa Monica. I never go to Santa Monica. Well, I guess I never. I mean, I live in New York, but I never go to Santa Monica when I'm in LA. But I do like. I like the idea of. I think they should continue with this column. How a wellness editor spends a day off in LA. Yeah, I want to hear all these bitches fucking days off. I want to hear because they they all have a million days. They don't they don't work. This is. I want to know. Yeah, because she wasn't like it's Saturday. She was like it's just a day off, which is and it's not really a day off because she's having to write about it and publishing an article on Goop. So it's she is working. It's a fake day off because if it was a real day off, you wouldn't have to write an article about it. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's, I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know if it's real or fake. All I know is I want more of it. <laughs> Me too. What was your best? Uh, oh, my best was um, <laughs> the one parenting strategy everyone should get good at. Oh, that was my worst. <laughs> it was really bad. I mean, I just thought it was really funny that like um, they call it this it's this woman becky kennedy phd and it's about quote-unquote repair which in my day used to just be called apologizing (laughs) but so you have three steps of so this is if you basically if you yell at your kid um then you're supposed to quote-unquote repair step one is you're acknowledging the mess up uh stop telling yourself that you're an awful parent and start reminding yourself that you're on the path to repair. Number two, you have to repair with yourself. We have to find our own groundedness and compassion before we share these qualities with others. And then after you repair with yourself, then step three, you can repair with your child. Um, and my favorite part of this article was actually not the article in Goop, but it was a link to a website I've never heard of before called goodinside.com, which I clicked on and immediately they sent me like a million emails to get me to like sign up for some $84 membership thing. That's insane. Um, But you can access this PDF for free about repair and it has all of these great scripts that are different apologies for different situations everything now is like a script for stuff like so it's really sad i think it's just because like people need to like constantly invent new things to sell you or like people have to like create like ways like like areas of expertise for themselves 
and um they're like I'm I'm the expert at this so it's like it's not just enough to like give advice it's like you have to like sort of like tell people exactly explicitly what to do yeah and I think people are so paralyzed I mean they're so like awkward and like antisocial that you it feels you can't like actually generate an honest conversation or apology because I don't know you're afraid that it will give off the wrong vibes or something so it's better to just stick to the script mm -hmm. uh, but I'm gonna paste this to my refrigerator and then every time I make anyone mad I will refer to it and instantly get forgiven yeah I'm um, sure it'll work here, I because I just I just I just said something really shitty to you about uh about um being a, a 38 year old college student so here I'm gonna apologize um, I've been thinking about something that happened between us the other day. I've been thinking about something that happened between us the other minute. Uh, you were telling me something that was upsetting to you, and my response was invalidating and minimizing. I'm sure that felt bad. I'm sorry. And if you're willing to talk to me about it, if you're willing to talk about it with me again, I know I'll respond differently. So, okay, now you have to go back and you have to say, I want to write for the receipt. I have to do something? Well, because I said, I said, I apologize. I repaired with you, Aggie. So you have to go with me on this. If you're willing to talk about it with me, I know I'll respond differently. Hint, hint. So part of this script is like, you have to go to the person and say like, hey, will you like practice? Will you do this like humiliating exercise with me? <laughs> Yes, that's called friendship. It's called repair. Okay. I want to write for the receipt. Oh my God. You would be so great at the receipt. I think, honestly, Bon Appetit would be happy to have you. I think you should definitely pitch them. And I'm sure that they'll immediately say, please write for us. It will be, it will be so amazing to hear what your week is like. <laughs> I don't think that, that sounds scripts are good. No, I'm just gonna I say that... I think that if you were if you were considering doing this these and then you just heard how that went, that's how it'll go for you. I also, sounded like a complete psychopath. Also, there's this thing um that I learned when I, I took like a psychology class a few years ago and there's this idea I've brought it up here before of like the object like when you're fantasizing about how something's going to go like you rehearse a conversation in your head the person becomes like an object I, I I'm probably explaining this wrong and I probably understand it wrong but basically the idea is like the way you're imagining them respond it's all you like it's your creation. So you imagine the worst way or the best way, or like you try to imagine like a neutral way. You're it's you're never right because you can never predict how another person's gonna respond to what you do or say. Like you just can't. So like 
I mean, I guess at least this is like literally asking someone for a do-over of <laughs> something that happened in the past. So you're not like gaming out how that convert, but even asking someone to do that is, especially if they're like mad at you. Like if I was mad at someone and they were like, can we re go back to that and like rehash that situation? I would be like, fuck you. Fuck you like sorry you want me to go back and relive with you the moment where you hurt me so that you can feel better about <laughs> it like that's insane I would never do that I just I don't think you should do that I mean this is like the narcissism of people only apologizing because they want to feel better about themselves and they don't want to have their friend or their parent or their kid or whatever to have something over on them and they right. want it to be like they don't they don't want to be in that powerless position of like being the one who fucked up. And like, that's the only reason for these type of apologies. Well, I mean, obviously if you actually felt bad about it, you wouldn't need like, you would never ask a person to like do the thing that hurt them again. Like yeah, if you yeah. actually were like, Oh my God, I fucked up so badly. You would just be like, I shouldn't have done that or said that or done whatever to you. Here's another one. That's for a colleague, not a friend, but it's the same fucking thing. Hey, I've been thinking about our conversation when you came to me with something that was upsetting you. I responded with invalidation, and I'm sure that felt bad. I'd love to return to that conversation if you're willing, because I'm more able now to listen so I can understand what's happening for you. I feel like I used to have a friend who would talk to me like this, and I would always get like texts like that. Like, and it just, it always sounded like this, and I'm not friends with them anymore. I couldn't take it. It was, they like, were probably getting it from a fucking book like this or something. I know they were or instagram or yeah. oh my god wait i forgot i don't even know where this needs to go on my list but i, I i'm gonna i have to put this on my list melissa mm. urban mm. or melissa hart what's her name now i think now she went to melissa urban that's her married name right i think that's her original name oh okay maybe. and hartwig was her married name i don't remember it doesn't matter she is like miss um you know i'm moms need to be more selfish just like her platform she's like one of that thing now of like it's never about us and yeah. whatever and um there was some stupid thing where these women are like okay who do you love more or like if you have to pick one for who comes first your kids or your spouse and then it's like smash cut to Melissa front facing camera. And she's like, I'm not, that's a great video. And I think everyone should watch it. And I'm not disagreeing with that. But my first thought was with this was why not me? Why can't I be the one who comes first? I it's me. It's not my kid or my husband in the end. Thank you. And like, that was her point. And everyone's like, I burst into tears when you said that. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I get it. I understand, like, okay, I do think that, like, women have a history of, like, sacrificing their own needs for their families and minimizing themselves, being in the shadow of their partners, like, destroying their body in the pursuit of motherhood and get, wasting their lives, taking care of these fucking families and not having, like, lives and careers of their own. That's, like, definitely a thing that has happened in the past and continues to happen and whatever. And, like, don't let that happen to you if you don't want that. But, like, there's also this celebration of like selfishness and narcissism as like this is some sort of like profound like um 
new like female philosophy or something that I just I cannot stand. I find it mortifying. Yeah. Well, it's like the, it's like the public. I don't, th those feelings are I'm like completely valid and I'm being, you know, a mother and having a career and having a, like, it, it does seem like overwhelming. And yeah, like you said, women have a history of like supplementing their own, you know, individual desires for the, the better of the family or the community or whatever. But it's it's the public presentation. And I guess that just goes to like social media in general and like branding yourself. I don't know. Yeah. It's the whole thing is just like humiliating that why why but, you have to like make all this public. Well, the well, because her entire her, like yeah. brand, like her entire company is based on like being so selfish, like wellness to the point of just like complete self-obsession, like fixating on every single aspect of her body and mind and completely taking it apart and 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 only focusing on the self is like the most radical act which I guess it kind of is um it just seems so strange I don't know and also and I like, don't sorry, think it leads to kid, you should love your kid more than you love yourself and more than you love your husband in the end I answered the question yeah I mean that's like probably I mean I don't know I don't want to like validate or invalidate any feelings that mothers have but that's like the quote unquote it's the normal, right answer maybe but, it, maybe you don't feel that way but it's like obviously the right answer. um but I think it, I just yeah that self-obsession I mean and it's really easy for me to say because everyone's everyone's self-obsessed everyone's fucking narcissistic or out for themselves or whatever but like it, it doesn't lead to happiness like it it is the like sublimating your own desires and like working for something or like learning about something bigger than yourself that is actually but going the, to make you the, happy right and like the truly sad thing about it is like this stuff never is actually about what is going to make anyone happy because it's not about your desires or your needs or anything like that it's always about spending money on like their mm. fucking gadgets and contraptions and diet foods and books and blah 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 blah, blah. it's all about like supporting this industry and saying like no like fuck you family and friends and children I'm gonna throw up these boundaries because my boundary is that anything you do that mildly inconveniences me is a violation of my like autonomy or whatever and I refuse to do it and instead I'm gonna spend my I'm gonna go and like my you know $3,100 like infrared sauna and listen to Melissa Hartwig on a podcast talking about how, you know, I can't eat beans or if I do eat beans, then I can't also eat meat and I have to pick one. And then that's like good. And then that's, that's my me time. And it's all just like giving their money to these fucking yeah. people dark it's dark like wasting dark. your time it's like more time wasting like there's at a certain point wellness is just like a hobby that is just like a total time suck oh for sure time money relationships that's like these oh. morning routines where it's like you have to do so many fucking things it's like when does your day start what do you actually do with your time i i don't get i mean i definitely like have a routine but for me and maybe it's just because of the nature of like my work and I have to like clock in and clock out and I don't get paid unless I'm working but mm -hmm. I just like to fucking get up immediately fucking get on my computer clock and work and just before I'm my brain is even awake just get as much done as I can and then at like 9 9 30 I'll be like I'll have 
already done like two hours of work before I'm even conscious, conscious. And then I start my morning routine. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like that too. I'm actually a lot like that. I do not fucking fuck around in the morning. I like wake up and I will often just be like, the first thing on my mind is like, I have to do X and I like get on my computer and I like do a bunch of work and I like send, I'll like send whatever email I have to send or like do whatever writing I have to do. And then I'll just be like, oh fuck, I have to like walk my dog. And then I do that. And then I'll be like, oh fuck. I need a coffee and I'll make a coffee and then I'll be like, oh fuck, I have to go and then I'll leave. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. I mean, like, I'm not my I will say I have not, I've barely been wearing sunscreen since I got here. Like my my morning, my everything is out the fucking window. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sun you don't need to have sunscreen in New York. There's there's no sunlight there. I don't know. You should uh, wear it every day. Yeah, no. I put it on. I do uh when I get up. I do at least put a little bit of sunscreen or I try if I remember on my face before I do anything. But then I later I after after 2 hours of work then I will stop. I will make breakfast. I'll brush my teeth. I'll get dressed. I'll do everything but I have but like those 2 hours of half consciousness waking up in the morning, I would just much rather be getting paid than not because then i would just have to do the two hours later in the afternoon so it probably um affects the quality of my work but i don't really care i just wake up with like a knot in my stomach like i have to go right now yeah i have to start uh okay so your worst was the um those beautiful sincere apologies i think that was either my worst or my craziest oh no well it's kind of a mix my I guess my worst and my saddest were kind of interchangeable. Um, but I think the psychiatrist thing was basically my worst. Yeah. yeah. And then my saddest was like um, the sex shower. Oh, God. I mean, that I was just what? I was like, what? That is was going another on? one where it's like you're supposed to like, so they started selling lube, which is like good for them. I'm kind of surprised it took them this long to get into it. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of has one purpose, but they're trying to integrate it with this thing. So they're doing it again. They're like making sex a problem, which I don't think it is. I think more people are fine with sex than you would, than mm. the media would lead you to believe. I think sex is natural. Sex is normal. I don't think most people are like having a complete meltdown around sex or struggling with it. I know that you watched this one woman show last night that would like to differ. <laughs> a little bit. Like, I mean, that was a severe um yeah, issue that she I had like an actual like, physical issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that um it's one of those things like, yeah, everyone has like a little hiccups here and there, but for the most part, people are okay with it. But they have to make it this whole thing. I bet you that I don't think anyone. So this is an article that says, like, if you have, like, mental hangups around sex, like, get in the shower and, like, rub yourself down with lube before you have sex or something. There was that. And it was, like, make sure you, before you, like, after you get out of the shower, but before you have sex, definitely, like, massage your breasts for a long time. And then. It's just one of those things, like, I don't think that anyone who reads this is actually going to do it. And I don't think they should. Yeah, well, because there are, is that what it, they're trying to make the lube a more sort of multi purpose thing yeah, where so it's, it's like not it's not just, lube, just lube. It's like a therapeutic yeah. thing where you can just like rub yourself with it so you can get over your like 
issues with but it's like I, I'm sorry but like I feel like if you need that then like more stuff is going on for you than that but you know what I also want to go back and say that I have been a naysayer about a lot of wellness trends and I've been like this is just for crazy people and then the older I get the more I'm like oh that was kind of legit so maybe when I'm older and I'm like have more issues with that stuff I will go back and say like no I do need to like rub myself down with blue for half an hour before I have sex <laughs> but I just I'm not there and I can't relate to it currently. you never know you never know when you're gonna need to massage yourself for hours and hours before um doing the deed I don't before know before doing the dirty old deed. I don't know <laughs> uh yeah my worst was Gwyneth's opening monologue or essay or whatever it is to oh, this week. It was it was, it was just an ad for her own product. Up, right? Like I'm sorry, Goop, I get that you're selling shit, but Gwyneth, I you have to go outside of yourself to new experiences. This is what we came to you for was recommendations. And if you're just gonna be like, oh, you know what I'm currently obsessed with this week is the goop color blur glow bombs. Like I'm How this is like yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested. No, I respect that. Like, have you done anything with your week? Have you read a book, seen a movie, fucking talk? Well, I'll get to who you talk to in the next segment. But um, I was just like, this isn't even pretending to not be an ad. I don't know. I was just like, come on. Yeah. I mean, my only, the only reason that I was okay with it is because I really want that. Mm. So I'm like, I get it. But you're right. Uh, and it has seed oils in it. I mean, hello, safflower. So you're supposed to rub seed oils on your face. Yep, sounds pretty unhealthy to me. It does, but I do want that. All right. Um. So your your saddest was the um repair. My guy? saddest was the the mommy article, and yeah, my yeah, yeah. um worst was the um, sex lube sex thing shower. but you could i thought they were both pretty sad actually. interchangeable so, interchangeable yeah all right guys my craziest i actually did it this morning what i listened to the goop podcast why because gwyneth was hosting okay. uh and she was talking to this woman nicole avant who i mean and so this is a per, I think a perfect encapsulation of the Goop podcast when Gwyneth is hosting, the guests she has, the conversations she has. It's this crazy mix of like deep human empathy with like all this unself-aware delusion peppered in. And it's like that mix that makes it so crazy to me. Because mm. this woman, so she is, I guess, Gwyneth's friend from like ages ago. Like she grew up, her dad was um a legendary music executive clarence avant okay uh, <laughs> who i mean it sounds familiar but it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything there there was like a documentary on him he's like been around since the 60s he's like a big music executive uh anyway but then the thing so her 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 father who was like in his i guess 80s or something recently passed away but then the the real insane tragedy is, and you might remember this from the news a couple of years ago, her mother was murdered in her own home by a home invader in Beverly Hills. Wait, her mother isn't the publicist, right? Her mother 
I don't think she was a publicist, I think, or maybe she was, I think she was just the wife of this music executive, but maybe she was also a publicist. No, no. Um, Actually, I think the publicist was murdered at a stoplight. I don't think she's murdered. Oh, okay. But it was like a very, there's like a very strange uh, case of a woman who was Oh, I know what you're talking. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she was like shot execution style, stopped at a stoplight in Beverly Hills, and everyone's like, "What the fuck was this? Like a targeted hit? Nobody knows." I remember that one. Very weird. Anyway, Um, but yeah, this is a woman that was murdered inside her own home by just a. I mean, just random burglar. It like so insane and so horrible. Nightmare. So absolute fucking nightmare. Um. So they talk about grief and like you know the difference between grief for her father which was like you know old age and like this sort of long process and then her mother that was just it was so shocking and and tragic um but then the like rich lady brain kicks in and you're like what the fuck are you talking about okay so um she was the former ambassador to the bahamas under obama which i feel like everyone knows ambassadorships especially for countries that are like no offense, like not very strategically important are just basically like presents for random rich people and donors. Like that's like yeah. well-known. Everyone knows that. Um, but she's like, she, she was like, this was such a great accomplishment. She said, she literally said the sentence, I'm so proud of everything America does around the world. Okay. <laughs> Which is like so psychotic. If you literally okay. like read one book about history. Okay. Um, and then the other shoe drops that she's married to Ted Sarandos at Netflix. Oh my God. Wait, who is that? He's like the head, the head executive at Netflix. That's like the main person, like against that's like the, been the guy that's been anti. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, And then she talks about how she got her start in her career. And she says, when I was a kid, I always told my dad, I really want to be my own person, like blah, blah, blah. I was so so much pressure because he was so successful and like, I needed to like make my own way. And then she has the story about how, I mean, she doesn't even try to hide. She's like, oh, and then like, I got out of college and my dad got me a job working at A&M Records for Jerry Moss, who was like his friend. Oh my god. I was like, okay. And then the other, sorry, the third shoe drops and Gwyneth. Oh my god. Of course, a lot Gwyneth, of shoes dropping. What so after all these accomplishments, quote unquote, nepotism, ambassadorship, blah blah blah. What do you think Gwyneth wants her to do with the rest of her life? Um, like go to Silicon Valley and like start it. run for office. Oh, of course. She wants her oh, to be the mayor of LA. She wants to be the, her the mayor of LA. So Gwyneth Hint Hint says she should run for office. She doesn't say, she's like, we can talk about offline, like what, um, you know, what position as if they're just like deciding. It's obviously okay. mayor so of she LA. she obviously is like already planning to run for something. Are, exactly. And then Nicole is like, oh, I hate you so much for asking this question as like, you know, so pre-planned, so fake. And right. then she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't really fit in with either party. And she's like, if only there was a good independent party. And what? Like, she's probably in like um, Yang's, like, um, <laughs> what's it called? Remember? Oh, what uh, was like, it? Amer- pro- like America for Progress. Or I, what was it? I don't even know what Yang's party was called. But 
but we all know it's not oh let's have a third party the, to the left of the democrats like that's obviously not what she's talking about the forward party forward, no. yeah am i right um yang by andrew yang yeah yeah for, and it was yeah. um the f- forward party for tech billionaires like not left not right forward and that's i mean that's her in a nutshell and it's like they're basically like libertarians libertarian like so like totally like socially liberal fiscally conservative i mean this is like rick caruso 2.0 and it's i think she'll it'll be because but i just think now after the strike there's so much animosity in la for the big um executives including ted sarandos that i feel like if this didn't happen she because she's you know uh she worked in the obama administration she's you know, she's like a, a quote unquote, like younger black woman. Like it's a different appearance than Rick Caruso, who's just like the stereotypical, like real estate developer psychopath. Yeah. But I think she is probably has the exact same politics as Rick Caruso. It's not, well, if Gwyneth is supporting her, then I'm sure she does. Yeah. So we'll see if um this, I mean, in the head i I have Uh, to say i didn't vote for her in the primary but karen bass i think is um doing a good job yeah i i voted for her i always liked her and i have to give credit where credit is due sleepy joe is walking with the strikers at the for the uaw that's pretty cool um i haven't really been paying attention but i just saw him on tv and i thought his fucking fillers looked great i mean i i literally cannot look at an image of him without crying but every time i look at him i'm like who is doing that uh but i was like i mean no president has ever actually like walked on a picket line before while they were president oh is that true yeah according to my lib npr podcast i listened to well good for him so i was like all right Marianne, your move. <laughs> oh, she'll walk on a picket line. She I know she would fucking kill to have the UAW ask her to walk on. No a one gives line. a shit what she does. I know yeah, it's so would, sad. She would show up, yeah, if they invited her. Oh, God, she's like going to like these weird, like lectures in like states that aren't even in play. I mean, her campaign is a complete mess. I forgot she was running. I mean, it's really sad. After Peter Dow, um quit i don't think she even has like a campaign well i think that like all of the kooky people who were going to support her are now um are kennedy yeah which makes me sick i fucking hate that guy i think he's an idiot and i like don't even like people who like ironically like him or whatever it's just like it's not it's not for me i don't know uh, no, he's gross his family's gross um i'm reading quite an interesting book by mr james elroy about the disgusting shit that his dad and uncle did to poor marilyn monroe well fiction though uh who's to say i mean um, it's as what much is fiction. it what section did you get the book in? <laughs> Maybe um, amazon.com no it's it's fiction uh it, i mean it's as much fiction as um joyce carolitz's one is which is also fiction which is 100 fiction okay that's okay Anyway, so Nicole Avant, will she be our new mayor? Who's to say? Who's to say? I deeply, I mean, that's the thing. Her, I, it, it really horrific tragedy. And like, she's writing this book and like, God bless her. And like, to lose both parents 
in such a short time. I have deep empathy for her. And yet that doesn't make you um, qualified to be mayor. No. And fuck her. Oh, if there's a good independent party, fuck her. Anyway. Yeah. People are always saying that, but it's like the whole thing is so stupid. Whatever. I haven't thought about this stuff at all in months and I don't intend to start. Well, you got the best mayor in the world. Well, I I mean, I couldn't. True psycho. I mean, New York literally cannot not elect a psycho. It's amazing. Whatever. It just, it doesn't. I mean, I guess, I guess whenever the next mayoral elections are, I don't even know when they are. I may never vote in this city. I don't know. Like it may never Uh, happen. Did you get your, like change your residency or driver's license or anything? Um, I didn't change my driver's license. I have a library card and an address and a student ID, but I don't have like a, I don't have like an ID ID for New York. Um, and I have, and I still have an apartment in LA. So I'm not like, I think I'm still probably would vote in LA. Yeah. Um, but whatever we'll see but i don't know if voting in voting in new york used to back in my day used to act it was like you actually like cranked a lever it was really cool i don't oh, know if they still cool. do that i don't know uh back in my old nader days even nader says he's voting for joe this time sell out um I'm so glad I couldn't vote in that election because I definitely would have voted for Gore the same way I voted for Clinton and everyone would have been like, fuck you, but I still... Oh yeah, I don't think history looks kindly upon my ilk, unfortunately. Um, I think it was a mistake, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was obviously a huge mistake. But, I mean, it was... Uh, sorry, it I don't need like to ruin. relitigate just... the 2000 election, but it was in a safe blue state. It was perfectly okay for me to vote for Nader in 2000. It was fine. It was fine. It's okay. I didn't vote for... um. I didn't vote for John Kerry. Oh, I thought I was like deep in my anti-Bush. I was like happy to vote for Kerry in 2004. Yeah. See, that's how it always goes. You're like, everyone's like, oh my God, no, fuck that. I'm not voting for X. I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton when I could vote for Bernie Sanders. I'm not voting for Al Gore when I could vote for Ralph Nader. And then four years later, when you have the worst possible outcome from that decision, you fucking end up voting for Joe Biden or John Kerry or whatever. It's like, just fucking vote for the Democrat the first time, you fucks. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, Miss Maddow. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be in this fucking mess, but maybe we would. Maybe we would. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Okay. Um, Next time on Hannity and Colmes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I? You're Colmes. I'm Colmes. <laughs> you're a lib. I am. I am too. I am too. Who's, I mean, no one's buying my fucking contrarianism i listen to npr just like the rest of you i don't oh, all right. Um, uh okay. all right what i would, would try these new pizzas oh oh yeah oh from um goop kitchen yeah like since i left la like goop kitchen which i was so <laughs> disgusted by goop kitchen but like i think about it so much and i'm always like i wish there was a goop kitchen and of course just as a reminder there is a lot of like overpriced ready-made food i can have whenever the fuck i want i can get anything i want delivered to my apartment everything is fine i'm not i certainly can get as much pizza as i want but i want goop fucking kitchen 
and I can't have it. And I think about it. And also I don't like Goop Kitchen. Goop Kitchen took a major fucking shit like three months after it opened and started being bad. And I still want it. And Goop Superfina was never good. I never even liked it. And I want it the most right now. And I live in New York and I could have like good pizza. The greatest pizza city in the world. And you're but I'm like Goop craving Goop Kitchen. Pizza Bianca. And like they have this new one with like butternut squash on it or something. It looks nice. I I mean, I've only had Goop Superfina once. I think it was at your house. It was at my apartment. And I actually didn't hate it. It was like good. It was like, okay, like thin crust pizza. But this this is what I would try too. Is it's called the Fall Classic. It looks yeah. so good. Fall in love with this thinly shaved delicata and butternut squash white sauce seasoned with herbs, fontina cheese, parmesan, and mozzarella topped with local desert honey, sea salt, and chili flakes. Oh, doesn't like, does sound... that not sound so fucking good? I'm gonna order one. I'll um I'll zoom with you and zoom so you can watch me eat it. You get that. And I'll get like a weird pizza and we can yeah, wait. What's the thing that I am like most craving in New York that I can't have? Um, don't say a fucking like hoagie or something. No, <laughs> hoagie. Don't say uh, like a sandwich. I'll think of a, I'll think of a sandwich and I'll, I mean, the thing with New York, it's like ever. I swear to God, all the good places in New York ended up opening somewhere in LA. Yeah, now. I know. That's what, when I left LA, the, my like one of my last meals was like, oh, I have to get Roberta's pizza because I know I'm not going to have it for a long time because I'm not. I'm not going The original Roberta's in Bushwick is really cool, though. It's like a good space. And you could, I've been you, to it, but I'm not, go, but I'm, I just, I'm not, um, like I'm not gonna go out. Like I will probably go to the Roberta's and Sherman Oaks before I go to that. Yeah, one. I mean it's a schlep from the Upper East Side for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have that try, and then I also oh that was like my, and then I have an anti try from the Goop Kitchen Fall Menu. Oh. oh okay, no. this is like truly disgusting. Gird your loins, get the vomit bucket ready to go, everyone. The fall, I think I want this one too. Go on. The fall salmon bowl with. I mean, butternut squash on a pizza sounds great, but butternut squash next to salmon, next to Brussels sprouts, next to braised kale and wilted spinach is like, I mean, talk about bowels. Like you're going to, the amount of farting you're going to do eating all this shit. It sounds, and then, and then a picture ordering on DoorDash or whatever, and they make it. And then like, it goes in someone's car. It's like an hour later, it shows up on your doorstep. I mean, it's like truly, you're going to die of food poisoning if you get this fall salmon bowl. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I don't think I would order it. I might order it if I was getting a straight. It does, the picture looks pretty good. I just can't deal with squash, squash and, and Brussels sprouts and salmon. Ugh. And to me, that's like the ultimate like 2011 dinner. Like that's the kind of shit that I was making when I was in Chicago when I was like trying to be healthy. I would like make it oh, all yeah. in a pan. Sheet pan. Oh, sheet pan. I may ha- I may break out the sheet pan tonight. I mean, you're gonna yeah. You, I mean, it is sheet pan meal is not bad. I just feel like it is so that it's like Melissa Clark is like yeah. It's so Melissa Clark. But I mean, what are what are you supposed to do, Brian? Like, I don't you... know. I mean, yeah. What there's only what 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 if like deep frying becomes it's like it's like the new thing. Everyone is just like deep frying everything. That would be funny. That would be amazing. Well, I don't know because it's like every trend. I mean, like the air fryer is like give me a fucking break. Um, oh, I, you I, know what I'm asking for for Christmas is what? the it's the new instant pot that like it's not like there's a separate air fryer attachment. It's like all in one. It looks really cool. 
Yeah, that's good. They needed to come out with something new because they were having a problem because they're um they didn't have like designed obsolescence in their yeah. product. So they like over so, so like everyone started buying the instant pot and it became this like massive thing and now everyone has one and no one's buying them anymore. I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's the fucking it's it's the problem with capitalism is you make products that are too good and then you go out of business. Yeah, so that's why they're designed to fail or they keep like inventing new things and they're like actually you have to get this. That's old. This is new. All right. I would eat this fall salmon bowl. You would. But, you know, I'm kind of like. You could get that exact thing at Dig. They they would just. Stop telling me to go to Dig. I'm not going there. It'll quench your goop kitchen thirst. Is that that's the thing you're craving the most in your life? It's so gross. Oh god! And they all it's like it's supposed to be like mask. It's not like Goop Kitchen. Like it, it's geared towards like male office workers. So all the digs are like it's like gray and concrete inside, and everything's like ugh. like it's like trying to be like masculine health food. It's so stupid. Yeah. There's like a dig like knockoff place that's right next door to Tish called like just gr- salad like greens or something. I don't okay. know green grab and greens and go or something. I don't know something <laughs> like that. And they have like, it's like the same kind of thing. It's like you get to like a buffet of like greens and grains, whatever. And there's a pret. I go to pret a lot, which is also disgusting. Yeah, that like became big in New York. Those sandwiches are too small for me. I'm always hungry after eating one of those sandwiches. The bread's like stale. But I did get yesterday like a lentil soup from there. That was pretty good. All right. Do they still have au bon pan? Or is that like, have they all gone out of business? um well th- that's like a national chain yeah i guess i just knew i just it, but it, i think they may have gone out of business because they were definitely they were definitely at their height around that like 20 to 2010 11 ish time uh yeah i used to always get soup from there in new york and then um, hale and hardy is the other like new york soup chain yeah but they're all like there's none i don't think there's one on the upper east side and then the soup Nazi one, I think they like reopened. Maybe I don't know. Might be. Oh yeah, that. what's the real soup Nazi called? Uh, oh fuck, I forget what it's called. It was just called like International Soup Company. It was like some like very generic name. Yeah, I've seen it. But then they franchised. Like the original one was like really cool, but then they franchised it and like. Oh, Soup Man. Soup Man. Yeah, they called it. They, but that wasn't the original name. The original name was like. It wasn't referencing the man or the Nazi. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think the, the Suit Man name research. happened after, like the it became like the original Suit Man. This is it was founded in 1984. But it was, but it wasn't called original Suit Man. It was called. I mean, it was founded then, but it was just it was, it was called something else. Oh, Soup Kitchen International. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, history of soup in New York, my thesis for when I go to back to grad school. Yeah, I feel like you want to come back to New York. I I want to I want to visit you in New York. Um I will be back there around Christmas time, but I imagine you'll probably not be there. I don't know. If you are, let's fucking paint the town red. We'll paint the town red. If not, maybe you can stay in my apartment. Oh yeah um you better um run that by the old hubby before you oh yeah i guess we should ask but i i I mean it'll be fine we have this like couch that pulls out into a bed and it's really comfortable and we constantly have it 
it's pulled out right now. It's like I'm always like on it, like yeah. watching TV, laying down. <laughs> well, maybe if you're there, we'll go. And maybe if you're not there, we'll crash in your place for a night. Exactly. We've got whatever you, whatever you desire. Uh, all right. What would you buy? Oh wow, you really fucking. I, well, I realized my my um, fucking. Uh, double shot appointment vaccine is in 45 minutes so oh my god okay i'm sorry <laughs> um i would buy um these max lace-up ankle boots they're 595 dollars i just want like i okay so i have chelsea boots but they're like fake they're like rain boots basically and they're really cheap and i just want a pair of like nice black chelsea boots yeah but i want ones that aren't gonna get fucked up in the weather i it's starting to get cold kind of yeah i mean and you're gonna be using those boots i feel like every even like the most glamorous ladies in new york their boots are scuffed they're nothing is like it's like understood that you're walking I think shoes everyone are in new be... york is like a little dirtier and more fucked up than in la Absolutely. because it's like you don't have a washing machine in your apartment you don't know like you're just trying to get it fucking together and get out of the house and like you might like kind of smell bad one day or like be wearing clothes that aren't like totally not wrinkly or clean or like no. just something you like and no matter what you're like carrying something really big like it's it's just kind of very like it is not a very glamorous place and yet and yet it is it is but it's like when you look at people walking yeah. around you're not like oh, wow no. they look great <laughs> <laughs> no but that's part of the charm because it's like I didn't know faces like that still existed and yet they do. Oh, they do. All right. I would buy, this is Jean. Jean did a, what's the ultimate and relaxing spa treatments. And for the common person, she decided to throw us a bone and said, there's a place in Santa Fe called the 10,000 waves. Um, that she says dramatically less pricey than her other recommendations because you don't even have to stay there you can get a day pass for 35 bucks for an hour and do the spa surrounded by the pinon pines and i not only did i want to go there i was like i think i might have changed my mind about moving to palm springs and being like no i actually want to do santa fe for the rest of my life just by reading one gene article wow i mean i feel like santa fe it is like such a cliche for like middle-aged gay guy. I guess same with Palm Springs, but like same with Palm Springs. I feel like Santa Fe, there might be more to do, but you're you'll won't be as close to LA. Like if you move to Palm Springs, you would still probably go back to LA like once a month and do like, you know, you could like go see whatever movies yeah, or like yeah. see friends and kind of feel a little bit more alive. Santa Fe, you're like committed to that. You're out, you're in the mountains, you're surrounded by nothing and you um, don't know anyone there. i don't um that's true but i'm like not i'm like a hermit anyway i'm like i don't you need say that but you're probably less than you think you are yeah maybe i mean i do like to get out of the house <laughs> i have a way a, a while to think about it yeah and you could just stay i think you should just stay in la oh i guess yeah all right thank you guys uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the pod. Welcome back to our newly bi-coastal podcast.
Um, if you, if you want more content, obviously, you know, go to patreon.com slash goop yourself, $5 a month. You get thousands of extra hours, just unlimited content. You'll, you, you'll get so sick of us. Um, but you'll if love we us do anyway. that thing where we're like eating pizza or whatever that we talked about, which I'm going to be honest with you, we probably won't, but if we do, it'll be on Patreon. So yeah, it's I mean, stuff like that, but it's also just like every other episode and we yeah. like kind of get a little bit more down and dirty on the Patreon. Absolutely. But not that much, really. but a little uh, bit. No. All right. Well, everyone, um, get your boosters. Get your booster. Get your um, coat flu shot. Be a, yeah. be a lib. Be a Democrat. <laughs> Vote blue, no matter who. Vote blue, no matter who. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.